Wow, there's nothing like the sound of the organ playing for me. Special introductory music this episode is from one of my favorite musicians and the person of Craig Wilson, my little brother, who God anointed him to play as a child, and today he is still playing for the glory of God. Welcome to the She Praise and Believes podcast. This month, we take another trip down memory lane for me, talking about the days of vacation Bible school. I'm Constance Leah Jones, your host. Join me and my guests monthly as we share and talk about praying and believing God and relationship with him. Today's special guest is Candace Hall, an anointed woman of God who has something to share, I'm telling you, and in part, this episode, you're going to learn about graphing faith. And also, we talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. All right. Let's get into it. Welcome to the She Praise and Believes podcast, Candace. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast has been a blessing to me. So I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what God is going to do through this segment. Amen. Amen. So I'd like to start out um, the podcast just sharing a little about you, um, your story and your testimony, um, how you came to be a follower of Christ. How I became to be a follower of Christ. I love the way you worded that question, Constance, because most people say, how long have you been saved? Or how long have you been a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's in my experience that becoming a follower of Christ is kind of twofold, right? It's what you heard about Christ that leads you to, to salvation, and then what you know about Christ through personal experience, which leads you to discipleship. So I was raised in the church. Um, My grandmother played the piano. We were all in the choir. (laughs) And going to church every week was part of what we do, right? And on Sunday, we were in church all day long, right? That's when church was all day. (laughs) Yes, I remember them days. (laughs) Right, right. And every summer, we had vacation Bible school, and I don't know if you if you ever heard of Vacation Bible School, but for those of you who have never heard of Vacation Bible School, <laughs> Vacation Bible School was held every summer, Monday through Friday, um, and through that whole week, all of the church kids would get to come, and we would do craft projects, and we would read Bible stories, and we would sing and learn learn new songs and stuff like that. And Monday through Thursday was full of activities, right? That's right. And then, and then on Friday, um, you know, they would do a, a little mini sermon that they called a mini sermon that seemed just as long as the regular sermon. Um, <laughs> but then <laughs> at the end, they would call people uh, to Christ, right? They would make the call of salvation, and they would sit, sit chairs out front. Okay. Right? So they, they, you knew that was coming at the end of the week. So me and my cousin, the thir- Thursday night, I, I'll never forget it. Thursday night, me and my cousin was in the kitchen, 
and we were talking uh, to my mom about, you know, everything that we had been doing through uh, at, at Vacation Bible School. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about uh, taking the chair, right, and dedicating our life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I thought my mom would have been excited, <laughs> um, but I was very surprised because she looked she looked so concerned, like she became very serious. And, you know, she told me and my cousin, she said, don't be so quick to sit in that chair because once you surrender your life to God, he'll never let you go. And at 9 or 10 years old, you know, I couldn't possibly comprehend the weight of that statement, right? But, you know, I, I did take the chair that day. And, you know, as I grew older and began to walk this journey with Christ, only then did I begin to scratch the surface of what my mom truly meant that day, you know. And it, it was it was, it was a, an experience. And, and as a young adult, you know, I, I walked away from Christ. At 18 years old, I, I probably I stopped going to church. I, I wasn't praying. I wasn't, you know, doing anything that I was supposed to be doing, but getting into everything I shouldn't have been, right? And one of the most important times um, I can remember is is when I established that personal relationship with Christ, right? Because that's the that's the second part. Mm-hmm. And I was 23 years old. Um, I had just gotten married, a new wife, um, a mother. Uh, my husband was in the military, and our first duty station together was at Fort Meade, Maryland. Okay. As soon as we got there, uh, they told me that he was going to be deployed to Afghanistan for six months. Mm. It was crazy. I was going crazy. I was 700 miles away from home. I had never been away from home, keep in mind. I'm now... 700 miles away from home, and it was just me with the with these kids, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And during that time, I I watched God put people around me to help me and to guide me, and I was so grateful because even though I walked away from God, God never walked away from me. One of my coworkers invited me to go to church, and that congregation loved on us so hard, so hard. Beautiful. Um, That's when I rededicated my life to Christ and began to walk this Christianity thing out for real. And it has been an exciting journey. (laughs) I would have to say, right, lots of peaks and valleys, twists and turns. Man, that's so beautiful. Uh, I love how you, how your mom, she really, you know, let you see the seriousness of that decision. And that right, once you right. life to God, he will never let you go. I love that. love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get that taste of him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you'll never go back. <laughs> So, um, so then, so that leads to our next question: the power of prayer. When you first came to understand the power of prayer, 
Um, I've always kept a journal. Even when I was a, a young girl, I was always journaling. So I guess I've been a writer for a long, long time and never really knew, but <laughs> I've always journaled. So when I started keeping a prayer journal specifically for my prayers was when I began to realize that God was not only hearing but answering my prayers. And it makes me want to pray more. Just seeing your prayers come alive off of that page, it makes it real. I am watching God right now answer prayers that I wrote in that journal probably 10 years ago, right, which, yeah. which goes to show that delay is not always a denial. So praying and and believing, just keep praying and keep believing in the things that God has put in your heart, and you will begin to see just how great his faithfulness is when it comes to you. Amen. Amen. That's so good. We can wait on him. He will. And, and yeah. He, he hears us. Like you said, he hears yeah. us. He doesn't forget. Sometimes we can forget our prayers. So, I, you know, good <laughs> journal them. So I can remember. That's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say. We forget, but God never forgets. But if you keep that journal and you keep you keep track of this thing, it will blow your mind, right? It will blow your mind at the things that God has done, even even small things, right? It's never too small, never too big. Yes. Right? He cares about every aspect of our life. Yeah. Amen. I believe that too. Just yeah, we can come to him, talk to him about any and everything. <laughs> Nothing is yeah. out, of, you know, out of bounds or whatever. <laughs> that, that's right, and he can handle it. You know, I think sometimes we we think God can't handle the weight, and He can. You know, whatever it is, it's not it's not too hard. It's not too big. Mm-hmm. And he even encouraged. I like. That scripture talks about casting all of our cares upon him, you know, and his yoke is easy. So he wants us to bring us, to bring him our burdens, bring him all those things that are maybe weighing us down or that we think about. He wants, he wants us to give it to him, to, to carry it, right. to take care of it, <laughs> to keep it in his care. Right, because he knows about it anyway, right? Just <laughs> waiting for us to. Turn it over. <laughs> surrender it. To surrender it, yes, that's it. That's the key, to turn it over to him, to give him permission to intercede, to let him know you want him to come in and fix this. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, so good, so good. And I kept thinking, you, you kind of touched on my next question I had about, you know, how has your relationship with God impacted your life? And so, but if you want to expound a little further on that. Great. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like my relationship with God has allowed me to to maximize my full potential in the earth. Like everyone has gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Things that they're naturally good about. But what about our weaknesses? What about the things that we struggle with? The power of the Holy Spirit allows us to overcome those things that we think restrict us. And he gives us humility and the strength and the courage and the ability to do the things that we need to do for him. And I've learned that when you 
get your relationship right with God, everything else, including your other relationships, fall into place, right? That's the the starting point right there. The relationship with him. That's the that's the alignment. So good. The foundation for everything else. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what's gonna impact your life. Your connection with him. Amen. It's gonna take you further than you ever thought you would go. Amen. Amen. You just kinda of touched on too about Everyone has a purpose, and so you're an author, uh, and so I, wanna, I want uh, to talk about your book, Graphing Faith. So, um, yes, yes. Hey, the title, I mean, it's just, I, I had to look the word up when, when yes. I was like, to God be the glory. <laughs> yes, to God be the glory. Graphing Faith. Um, it was finished and published in March of 2022, and I was so excited to release what God had given me um, to share with the world. I was laying in bed one night, and this infomercial came on, and it was talking about something. Maybe it was some sunglasses or something. I don't even remember what it was, but it was talking about something that was made of this super material called graphene right? It was hard like diamonds. It was strong like steel. And, you know, you got to get this, this graphene. And God just spoke to my spirit and he said, what if your faith was just like that? Wow. And I said, like what, God? I don't even know what this is, (laughs) right? I have no idea what this is. So I began to do some research myself, just like you said, right? What the heck is graphene? So I began to, to do research. I was ordering these different books on graphene, which I would never be naturally led to read books on material science, but I had to find out what graphene was and how it related to my faith. So long story short, graphene is a honeycomb sheet of carbon atoms. It looks like chicken wire. My grandmother had a farm and we had chickens. It looks like chicken coop wire, okay. right? So it's nearly transparent, yet it's flexible enough to cover a football field. It's more conductive than copper. It's harder than diamonds, stronger than steel. And that's what we want our faith to be, right? So this book just walks you through my journey as a daughter, as a woman, as a mother, as a military wife. Um, But most of all, what I love about this book is that it's going to empower you to set unrealistic expectations to the side and to learn simple and practical ways to love, serve, live, and lead in faith. And that's graphing faith. It's good. <laughs> so good. So good. It's something impenetrable. Yeah. It's going to stand the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's that's how we want our faith to be, just like that, right? And we want it to be conducted. We want it to, to be shared with others. And that's how we make this thing work. Amen. Amen. Can you share an example of how when your faith was tested and how you had to utilize, stand on that graphing faith? Well, I feel like everyday life, right? 
I feel like everyday life, but um, I just think, you know, what I think is applicable to everything and anything that we go through, right? Like just being able to to um like we talked about before, to to take it to God, take our, our issues to God and to have faith that, you know, what we're going through right now or whatever the situation looks like right now is not how it, it will always be. Because I think the enemy tricks us, right, to thinking how things are is how they'll be forever. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not true. And I think, you know, all of those principles are are applicable to to every part of your life. Yeah, that's good. Find that faith. I know, but she prays in the podcast. I, originally, the podcast name started out as She Prays, and God had laid it on my heart about, you know, she prays and believes, and so mm-hmm. the faith is a is a is a big part. You know, we can pray, but we got the Bible says when we pray, we got to believe because some things are that we go through in, in this life, you know, it may, it's things are not going to maybe just turn around right away. And so we have to stand. We have to trust. We have to believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, next segment of um, the podcast, we highlight a woman in the Bible um, and kind of talk about her. And so you so, you selected the virtuous woman, very popular mm-hmm. woman, <laughs> Proverbs 31 uh, woman. And so, uh, yes. so, so why the virtuous woman? So the virtuous woman is the woman of all women, right? As women, we wear many hats. I feel like there's always a push or a pull for us to perform, to connect, to engage. And the virtuous woman to me is an image of just that, which which is most women today. And the virtuous woman shows us how to let God use you each and every day, right, and how you interact with your family and how you take care of your household your mindset towards the core, how to work within your community. I mean, it. she covers it all, right? This is us. This is what we do, right? And we do it not for people, not for social status, not for recognition or praise, um, but because of our love and dedication to God. And that's exactly what she did, right, because of her love and dedication to God. And I think the virtuous woman shows us humility. She shows us so many things, patience, diligence, generosity, courage, wisdom, and most of all, devotion. So that's what I love about the virtuous woman. Amen. So good. And I never really thought about it like that that way as far as the everyday. And and when you were talking about that, it just, yeah, it, it clicked in my mind about that. Yeah, she does. Her story does touch you know, everyday life, which is what we need. You know, we need to know how to navigate everyday life. And so what a testimony (laughs) that she has or an example that she she sets. Yes, 
she says a great example, and it's um, she shows you how to do it. It's 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 real to me. It's real life to me. Mm. Yeah, I like how um, it breaks it down in that Proverbs thirty-one. She will do him. You know, starts out talking about her husband, how her relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> with her husband. And I think in your book I read too, you talk about the order. You know how our husband, our hus- the husband is the head of the family, and how that order is important. You know, and, I, and you share a little bit, you share about that in your book. But you want to expound on that? Maybe we can kind of just go through some of those, highlight some of those points in her, uh, how it's illustrated in the, the scripture. Yeah, I'm just saying that that God is the head of the household, and then and then your husband, and then your children. Because I think sometimes people, you know, get that out of order. And again, you know, when you operate under you know the order of God, then things are are more in place, right? Things are in place, and things begin to flow, and things work out exactly the way they're supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Because, you know, God is the one that he knows. He knows how, how all things uh, come together and work out for the best. And so he gives us these instructions uh, for us to follow. And so, like you shared earlier, you know, about um, how we get our relationship with God, right, everything else aligns. When we follow him, follow his order, everything else can fall into place. Right, and we think a lot of times that it's to restrict us, but it's actually to to give us the best possible life, right? Things are so much harder when you do them out of order, believe me. But I think even in those times, what's so great about God is even in those times when we may do things out of order, God shows us grace, right? He shows us grace, and he helps us to get get things back in order the right way. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And then um, and, her, and the virtuous woman, you know, talks about her household, how she cares for her household. And I know one day I was, I was thinking about the, I think me and my mom were talking about uh, that scripture where she talks about how she, she considers a field and she buys, because she was a businesswoman. She was, she was all kinds <laughs> right. of you know, she's a wife, a yeah. businesswoman, um, and and she managed it all. And so, so right, when, right. So and, this, and, and how do you do that, right? Because it can be so overwhelming sometimes. Mhm. And how do you do that? And she she shows us how to do that, and I think that's that's what's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it all starts with that order, like you said, in, in alignment with God. And that connection, yep, and being in alignment with God. That's, mm-hmm. that's the first step. That's the first step. God, amen. Well, I appreciate you for coming on the podcast. So enjoyed the conversation. Um, before we close out, I want you to pray. Just pray for the, the listeners and... Um, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> it's been rich. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We love you, God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. We worship you on today, Lord. We owe you our worship. Lord, we thank you for being good to us, God. Please forgive us for our sins and make us right before you, Lord. Thank you for choosing us and marking us with your love, Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone listening under the sound of my voice. I pray, O oh Lord, that you search every heart and that you meet every need, spoken and unspoken. God, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand, Lord, that we may be exalted in due time, casting all of our cares and anxieties on you, Lord, for we know that you care for us. God, thank you for refreshing our souls. Thank you for being our shepherd, Lord. Thank you for leading us along the path of righteousness, God. Lord, please guide every aspect of our lives, Lord. Help us to navigate our relationships, our callings, our choices. Lord, help us live a life that is honoring unto you. Lord, help us to answer the call and to take our rightful place in the kingdom of God, that you may be glorified in all that we say and do. And last but not least, Lord, thank you for this podcast and for the host that you have assigned to lead it. May she may she be blessed a hundredfold, God, for her, her obedience unto you, Lord, and for her sacrifice unto you and for her service unto you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you again for listening to another She Prays and Believes podcast episode. It is my desire and purpose to point people to God. The Father truly desires relationship with each and every one of us. For more inspiration and encouragement, follow me on social media at She Prays LLC, Facebook, She Prays.SheBelieves, Instagram, and she prays and believes YouTube. Until next time, remember, this is life eternal, that we might know him and his son whom he has sent.